Welcome to College Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and I'm happy you're listening in. Today's topic, we'll discuss in just a minute. How about a little intro music first? All right, we are live with our newest episode. And our question, how do I leverage my free time? I like this question because time is one of our most precious gifts. And yet, we don't always view time in this way. But it's true. Time is a gift. This is a gift that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Every day we are blessed with air in our lungs is another opportunity to live life to the fullest. The kind of life that Jesus was referring to in John 10.10 when he claimed that he came to give life and life to the full. How we view our time and what we do with our time matters. Now, before the coronavirus hit, how many of us were running at such a fast pace that we never really stopped long enough to think about time this way? We were just running, running around telling everybody, I'm so busy. Through our current situation, there are certainly many challenges that we face, but something we can definitely redeem right now is to consider how we are using our time. Life has slowed down long enough for this to take place. So this is a fantastic question for us to explore right now because things will slowly start picking back up and so will the temptation to just keep running, to just stay busy. I hope this episode will encourage us all to pause for a moment and consider the beautiful gift of time and how we can utilize it best and to be honest with ourselves and willing to make any changes that we sense God directing. In this episode, we have the privilege to hear from our youth pastor at First Baptist Church, Dusty Lindsay, and I'm excited for him to share wisdom with us on this topic. Let's listen in to what Dusty had to say. Uh, You know, the simple answer to this question, I believe, is uh, have a plan, set some specific goals, and give most of your energy to the few things that have the greatest impact. I would prioritize them this way by asking these questions. How am I investing in my relationship with God? Number two, how am I investing in the relationships with my family? And number three, how am I investing in ministry opportunities that God has placed around me? Uh, There are other important things. I mean, things like health and finances. But I can't think of anything more important than the first three. As far as leveraging your opportunities, I would say instead of focusing on many things, focus on a few. Leveraging our time does not mean we have to be busy. Actually, it's the opposite. The more obligations we have, the thinner we're going to feel, and we find ourselves not being able to give our best at anything. Less is more because it allows you to zero in on those things that are more important. You know, there's things like rest and personal reflection. Maybe it's a a conversation with a neighbor or time with kids or dreaming with your wife about family or or setting some time aside to dream about your future after college. Maybe it's organizing your personal life and your professional life. You know, things like this are are really important, but we seem to never have time for them. Um, There's a great temptation to look busy in our society. Busy equals success. Pretty sure that's not quite the case. I'm not saying be lazy or, or, or put off any commitments. But I am saying, after this pandemic has subsided, be careful what you say yes to. My wife has a saying. She says, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. 
and vice versa. Saying no means you're able to say yes to something more important. Jesus said in John 15 that we can do nothing apart from him. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. He goes on further to say, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. Solomon in Ecclesiastes, he says, I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is under heaven. I have seen everything that is done under the sun. And behold, all is vanity and a striving after wind. Again, Jesus in Matthew 6 uh, encourages us, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. You see, there are some things you can do in this life that will last throughout all eternity and some things you will do just for the purpose of chasing wind. I would suggest you prioritize the eternal things over the things that have no eternal significance. You see, when we fill our time with many good things, we might be missing out on the better things. Jesus said abiding with him and obeying him is where the power is. It's so easy to squeeze time with God right out of our life, all in the name of leverage. So my encouragement during this downtime is to think about how you can dial back your obligations, leveraging your time with God, family, and ministry. By doing this, you will find contentment, purpose, and true success the way God defines it. I really appreciate Dusty's perspective on this and the questions he challenged us all to ask. How am I investing in my relationship with God? How am I investing in my relationship with my family? And how am I investing in ministry opportunities that God has placed around me? And did you catch how he said, give most of your energy to the few things that have the greatest impact? And instead of focusing on many things, focus on a few that less is more. A few weeks ago, Dusty and I had the privilege to go cut some firewood together. There's a friend of ours that owned some land out in Dover and had a tree that needed to come down. It's beautiful land rolling hills with the tree line far off in the distance. It's the kind of place you want to go when you need to get away, clear your mind. And cutting firewood has become such a peaceful hobby of mine. It's always refreshing to get the chainsaw out and go to work, especially when I get to share the experience with a friend. Well, I was eyeing the tree, trying to make sure I dropped it in the direction it naturally wanted to go, and I made a rookie mistake on one of the larger limbs hanging off the side, which thankfully worked out okay. But for the main tree... I wanted to make sure I checked with Dusty and ask him for some advice, making sure I didn't make the same mistake again. He said something that I remember and it applies so well for this discussion. He mentioned working with a good friend of ours, Darren Richardson. And on one occasion, he and Darren were working and Darren was just giving him some wisdom on staying safe, whether it be working with power tools, chainsaws, or whatever. Dusty stopped before telling me what Darren's wisdom was and said, you know, I don't think this just applies to working with power tools. I think it applies to life as well. Darren's wisdom, work slow, stop when you're tired. Work slow and stop when you're tired. I really like this. A lot, actually. Now, don't get me wrong. Dusty's right. Working slow doesn't mean being lazy or lacking commitment to a task. It's not being lethargic either. 
Darren and Dusty are both extremely hard workers, so what could they be getting at? I believe for our discussion here, this means to, just as Dusty was saying, be careful what and how much we are willing to say yes to. By all means, whatever you have said yes to, then do as unto the Lord. But there's something to consider. Do you ever say no? I can say with confidence that there are times that you need to say no, and that's hard to do, but it's so important. Work slow. Think of it like this, working hard with patience and recognizing when you're getting tired. Darren's wisdom to Dusty was protection from getting injured. Think about it. If you get rushed, you are likely to hurt yourself. If you are getting tired, you are likely to hurt yourself or someone else. Now, to Dusty's point, I love this, it applies to life as well. If you get rushed, you're likely to hurt yourself. You get tired, you're likely to hurt yourself or someone around you. Sure, that damage won't be seen nor felt right away, as in the case of working with power tools, but at some point, it will get you, and it won't be good. We are also driven by our culture to go, 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 that this idea of work slow and stop when tired is so counter to our way of life. It's hard to even process. But moving forward, this is something we would be wise to do. I know I've been guilty of running at such a pace that I can't keep up. We have got to slow down. And we have got to recognize when we need rest. Or rather, we have to start taking rest seriously. God himself rested on the seventh day of creation and then commanded us to do the same. He knows that we need it. Now let us consider the three things that Dusty's questions focused on. Because whatever we're giving our time to, we certainly want these three to be included in that. God, family, and ministry. Now let's be honest. How many of us invest our time, the majority of it, in things outside of those three circles? It's so encouraging to have someone remind us of what's truly important. Reminding us to think about where our time is going. And it's not that other things are not valuable. Dusty mentioned other things outside of these that are good, like exercise. It's just that there's a problem when our daily routine and schedule doesn't even allow the opportunity to invest into these three things. And sadly, that's often the pattern. Let's think about it practically for a moment. God has given us 24 hours in a day, and only eight of those are used for sleep. And for some of you, that's a lot less than that. So that's 16 plus hours a day to utilize with wisdom and a little bit of practice, because I think learning to manage your time is definitely an art. You can utilize your time in ways that honor God, and it's beneficial to both you and others. Remember the greatest command according to Jesus, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is like it to love your neighbor as yourself. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 has a similar tone to it. When Paul writes, each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Hey, you need some me time, some downtime. You need windows of time where you have nothing to do and feel incredibly good about that. You need moments where you feel good about doing absolutely nothing. This is what makes me smile about how Jesus told us to love our neighbors and how Paul told the church family to not look out for their own interest only. God knows that we're going to look out for ourselves, and he's not mad about it. In fact, 
the implication of those passages is that it's a good thing. The danger is if we never get to the next part. If we stop with me, we've missed it. Our time that we have been given is how we can redeem so many things that are broken. And God does the redeeming, and He's given us the honor of managing our time. I believe when used wisely, it benefits us and those around us. Time is an issue of stewardship. So are we being good stewards of our time? We're always challenging students to be spirit-led, and I think Dusty is right. This is a great time to really think through and be honest about where we are in our management of time. And it looks different for everyone. That's the beauty of being spirit-led. But what we all can do is ask those questions and be willing to adjust as the Spirit leads. Again, we've said it before, the Spirit does His job really well. But we have to be listening. So to summarize, our free time, all of our time, is an issue of stewardship. And to manage and use it well, I believe we would be wise to work slow and stop when we're tired. Well, thank you all for joining in on today's episode. If you are enjoying the podcast, I want to encourage you to subscribe today. We've got more episodes lined up, and I'm excited to get those out to you. By subscribing, you'll get notifications when a new episode hits. And I want to invite you to keep asking questions. Let's keep these discussions going. It's needed, and it's healthy. Until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us all to stay connected to the church, connected to each other, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless.